Of course, it is Wednesday. It is the middle of the week. It is hump day. It's, of course, going to be the day where everything goes downhill from here, both in the week and the show itself. It is time for That's Whack Wednesday. It's That's Whack Wednesday. What is whack in the world today? Well, let's start here locally. Take-home fentanyl testing strips are now available in interior health communities, including right here in Kamloops. Now, the idea behind this is not whack at all, but the fact that these are such an important and life-saving tool now, I do think is pretty whack. We are all aware of the opioid crisis, at least I would hope so at this point. It is definitely a topic that has lost a little bit of steam over the course of this winter. At least it feels so in my perspective when talking about things like the coronavirus and, and now we got protests that are happening at the legislature. Things like this are kind of taking away the heat from the opioid crisis, but of course it's been a topic for a long time, a number of years, and it's not going anywhere, and it's just a matter of time before it hits its way back up to the top of the news cycle. Now, Getting back to these testing strips, officials are hoping these new take-home fentanyl strips will reduce the number of opioid overdoses in the Kamloops area. The strips basically look like, uh, you know, the test strips you would use to test chemicals in your pool or your hot tub or your fish tank or, or whatever. It, it seems like a real simple and easy tool to use, which of course is a good thing. Plus, the results from these test strips have come in nearly as accurate as drug testing at on-site supervised consumption sites or community health centers, with fentanyl positively identified around 89% of the time in both instances. So, I mean, that's great. These take-home uh, tests are almost as accurate as the ones that you take your drugs to. That seems like a real positive. But when you do the math, that means that there is an 11% chance that the tests are not being reported accurately, and that is a pretty high number, 11%, one out of every 10. There's a chance that there might be some fentanyl in my drugs. I got to say, that is a little bit. Like I said, 11% is a little too high for my liking, but it is still better than blindly diving into your drug of choice. Now, it is a positive to see that more people are taking precautions on their own without having to attend a consumption site or wherever one would go to get drugs tested because I'm sure there are many who just forego that process and sort of play Russian roulette with their cocaine or heroin or whatever one is taking. And, uh, you know, just taking a, that sort of approach to drug use, I think that that is a little bit. <laughs> And hopefully these new take-home tests will reduce the number of overdoses that we see in our community. All right, moving on. Let's go into the love train here because it is almost Valentine's Day. We're just a couple of days away. This Friday is, of course, February 14th. And if you're not ready, well, here's a chance to get prepared because you got your warning. Uh, it is here. It is now. Cupid is on his way. Don't get caught without being prepared. That goes for mostly you fellas. So... Let's just talk a little bit about love and a little bit about Valentine's Day. Falling in love with you. Yes, Friday, day of love, it's on its way. A couple of days away, as mentioned. And now, a new survey is suggesting that the longer you are with someone, the more money you are likely to spend on them. The new survey found that people who have been dating for less than six months will spend an average of $700. $700! Yeah, that's an insane number to me. $700 on someone you have known for six months or less? I mean, that cannot be a smart move. I mean, what happened to flowers and chocolate and a nice dinner out? 
That should cost you like 200 bucks, maybe. I don't have a Valentine for this Friday, but I can tell you right now, I would not be spending $700 on a fairly new relationship. Whatever, you know, relationship I find myself in, I'm just going to skip that first one. I'm not going to participate. If I find the right girl, I will plan to be on vacation for the first February 14th that we are together because I will tell you right now, I want to skip that first one and, and move into those years down the road when we spend a little bit less and just care a little bit more about being together as opposed to spending money. $700 on someone you've known for less than six months, that figure is just crazy to me. Now, of course, as I mentioned... As the years go by, we spend a little bit less on each other. So, the study goes on to say, people who've been together between six months and two years will spend $453. And couples that have been together uh, for two to five years will spend $157. And then those that have been together for 20 plus years will spend $64. An average of $64 on Valentine's Day. What? A reasonable number, $64. Do I sound cheaper? I mean, even I could afford $64. Now, to me, this sounds like, uh, you know, maybe a drive through cheeseburger and a stop at the movies. That sounds like a nice time to me, I'm going to be honest. So I'm just going to skip those first 19 years of a relationship, or at least those first 19 Valentine's Days, and just move right into that, you know, 20-year Valentine's Day relationship. That's the one I want to be a part of, $64. That just sounds totally up my alley. And as I say this out loud, I am pretty sure I am regretting it because this speech is not going to help me find a date for this Friday. Who wants to date this this cheap idiot? Probably no one. And that, well, I think we know what that is. All right, let's get one more wax story in here. I like these surveys, so I'm just going to continue with this theme and, and have one more ripped off here. So, of course, when talking about Valentine's Day, we're talking about the celebration of love. And what is a better symbol of one's love? Than a child, right? Of course, you have to name your baby if you have a child. And we have seen over recent history that people's names are getting a little bit different over time. Well, apparently, according to this new study, 7% of parents say that they give their kid a made-up name. 7 out of 100 kids has a made-up name. When you think about that, that almost seems about right, right? I mean... There's 7% of parents out there that are doing that. And to them, I, I got to say, I think that you guys are a little bit. And if it isn't bad enough that kids are being given these crazy, weird, and bizarre names like Apple or Blue Sky or East or whatever, the reasoning that some have behind it is honestly even worse. Now, the main reason is they think it'll help their kids stand out in the crowd, and I can get behind that. I have, I've been in a lot of rooms with other Jets, and when someone calls out my name, there could be several of us that turn and look at once and all think they're talking to us, and then you get very disappointed when they're not, right? We've all been there. But, uh, you know, being unique is, is kind of cool. Less cool when you're a kid, I think, because you just want to fit in and be like everyone else. But, you know, when, when you're an adult, being unique, it helps you stand out, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. And, uh, you know, so for that reason... For that percentage of parents that say, I just want my kid to uh, have a unique name so that they'll be a little bit different and stand out, I guess I can get okay and, and get behind that a little bit. But, you know, it's these 2% of parents that are giving their kids uh, a made-up name, a quote-unquote made-up name that sort of boggles my mind a little bit because apparently they're doing it because they think it will help their kid get the best social media accounts. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. If you're naming a child with the hope that they'll become internet famous on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever the case may be, and you're giving them a name just so they can have a cool handle? Ugh, I'm sorry, but that, my friends, 
That makes you. He's a whack job. There's no question about it. And just to get you out of here, 65% of parents reportedly now think about some kind of made-up name before, uh, you know, deciding on something a little bit more standard, traditional, normal, whatever term you want to use. So, I mean, it be, people aren't weird for thinking outside the box, but you are a little bit different, I guess, when you decide to stay outside the box. So there you go. Name your kid whatever you want. It is absolutely your right, but just remember, you're not the one that has to live with that name. This has been That's Whack Wednesday. That's Whack Wednesday with Jeff Andreas.